What up, everybody? Welcome back. And we are glad to back. To, to back. back. <laughs> we're glad to back. Yeah, we're glad to be back. Yes. All right, this is your host, Q. And I'm Flo. And we want to just get right into it. Give you a little breakdown so you know what to expect with this particular podcast episode. Mm -hmm. um, it says insert intro. I'm just playing. Uh, of course, we got to do the intro. So welcome back. We're glad to be here. We're going to... Um, Hot Seat Podcast. What? I said be here at the Hot Seat Podcast. Yeah, well, we're always going to be honest, open, transparent in our communication. Uh, that stems from our relationship, the way we we uh, operate our family, I guess. That's acceptable. Okay. And how we want to, you know, how we want to live our life because we think that brings the best out of relationships when you are constantly and consistently giving, uh, giving that, and you only are able to do so by creating that space of vulnerability. So honest, open, transparent, where we talk about marriage, we talk about friendship, we talk about family, we talk about blended families. That is the main and the key because that is what we are. And we want to bring a spotlight to that because, you know, everyone has different situations and things right. that they have to deal with. But we have a little additional, you know, it's called the domino effect. Uh, you can't just do one thing without thinking of all of the other things, of course. So, yeah, that's what this podcast is about. Uh, we've been gone. We've been away for a minute. And uh, we wanted to make sure we give some people people some love because they gave us a lot of encouragement while we're away, a lot of education. And just though we don't talk to these people, it, it's great <laughs> to always see see them and what they're trying to push and their audience and things that they're doing. So One day, maybe. Well, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. One day they'll be sitting here, you know, because... A lot of these people are married, you know, they have families too, so I guess there's a connection there. I was just saying one day we might speak to them, not necessarily on the podcast, just, you know, out in the world. Oh yeah, out in the world too, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen some of them. I would say we've seen some that of them. That is very true. They spoke into our souls once before, so that's great. But um, much love to the recently retired Love Hour podcast. We loved it. It was awesome. Uh, to I Am Athlete came out of the pandemic. The pivot, that's perfect because that is literally what you do in life. An obstacle comes right before you. You got to pivot. You got to mm -hmm. change the direction. More to the story. I like it because there's always more to the story. Yes. So the stories that they tell are quite awesome. Is this going to cause an argument? It's great. Bringing up different types of topics and answering that question. That's awesome. Then there's this crazy world called the internet. And damn it, damn it, and that's you scary. So D-I-Y-S. They bring pretty unique topics based on the crazy things that are happening in the internet, superstitions and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Keon is a comedian. I don't want to mess up his last name. Uh, Patrick Cloud. Uh, the new Let Us Tell It podcast, each and every one of them have been inspiration and motivation for us because it is a constant example of being consistent, being consistent and understanding that you can't play a podcast. You can't play it just like you can't play boxing, you know, 
because then you might have your booty in the air, as Shannon Crowder has said on the Pivot Podcast, uh, one of the hosts there. So yeah, you you can't you can't play. You got to step in there and understand it because you don't know who's going to be watching, who's going to be listening, who's going to gravitate what it is that you're saying and clamor for more of what you have to say and what's your outlook or opinion or philosophy on this, that, and the other. And so that's one of the things that we learned because there was slight discouragement like, dang, when we kind of, you know, we got a little messy, when we got a little hot, that's when the views go up. But we're trying to, you know, have a regular old, episode, regular topic, family, or whatever the topic may be, we only get like five views. So it's just like, hey, well, look at the numbers, you can tell. I think we've been very honest and truthful. Some people was like, oh, this is juicy. So so it got way more views, and it got talked about, we got text messages about it and everything else. So... Yes, so I think <laughs> it got a little messy, so people listened and tuned in. But regardless, it's not just about looking at what you, what your eyes see. You got to go beyond that, fully understanding podcasts, the formats, the platforms that you can be on. And so that's a big shout out to Here's the Thing. They always shed a little light, a little business knowledge, and a little bit behind the closed doors of, of that particular world. And we were able to learn and uh, be a part of Kev on stage masterclass where he teaches even more so how to use social media to garner your brand and, and to reach as many people as you possibly can uh, in your target audience, of course. Right. And so uh, just wanted to give all those people the love and flowers. So if you ever see it or hear it, just know that Qflow over here, we, we appreciate it and we, we love the content, keep moving, keep pushing. And it just motivates us to keep on going. Yes. As well as Chance, Tabitha, and Donna. Chance, the Tabitha rapper? Brown. No, I'm just playing. You're silly. <laughs> he said it in one of his songs like Chance, the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, of course, her as well, the, the superstar, the superstar that she is. And all the beautiful things the family does. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the dog is a superstar. So, you know, right. they just blessed, blessed on blessed. But yeah, so what we're going to continuously do um, relatively at the top of every episode is give you a peek inside our blended family. Whether I tell a story, she tells a story, or we both tell a story of what we're currently dealing with, something that I did, she did. Blended family struggle, something the kids did that was silly, whatever the case may be, that's our living with Q flow segment. So, so that way you 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 get where we're going with this. Share share a story. There is always a story. So, one of the more recent stories is that of the towel and the pot. So. <laughs> Why do you tell it like it's a nursery rhyme? The towel and the pot. Because there are three the kids. The cat and the hat. Yeah, there are three kids in this house, and there's a lot of Disney Channel and Bernstein Bears and Cat in the Hat going on, okay? That's why. No, so, um, what was it? Last, this past weekend? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I would say so. Some, somewhere around this past weekend or like the end of last week or something. 
I made potato salad for my brother's baby, our brother and soon-to-be sister-in-law's baby shower. And the pot that I used to boil the potatoes needed to be cleaned out. So our eldest was cleaning the dishes. And I was like, don't forget the big pot back there. Do that one last because it's got potatoes in it. Because they have a history of not turning their back and looking at the pots. Yeah. As long on the stove. If it's in front of them, they're fine. Anything behind them, I didn't see it. That's why you turn. Turn around. So I mentioned that. So she gets the pot. And with the towel that she's been using to clean everything else that has been in the rinsing water, um, she uses that to clean out the pot after getting rid of the dishwater that has the soap in it. And so she's, you know, cleaning about the pot and I asked if she was just rinsing it out because it had food in it and then she was going to clean it. She said, yes. So I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> then she finishes, puts water in the pot, swishes it around, pours it out, turns the water off, brings out the towel. And I'm like, what are you doing? She says, I'm done. I said, but you said you're going to wash the pot after you rinse out the food, so why didn't you put more soap? Her answer was, there's soap on the towel. Again, this is the towel that washed all of the other dishes and was sitting on the side of the sink where the running water was to rinse the dishes off. So this towel is really, it doesn't really have a lot of soap in it. And it's the same towel she used to get the remnants of the potato out of the pot. Exactly. So it's, you know, like... It's dirty towel, technically, I guess you could say. That still has soap in it. Doesn't really have a lot of soap in it. So I told her, no, you need to add soap and clean out the pot. She's I did that. There's soap in the towel. I have been going back and forth with these children about things like that, about how to clean, about putting things up, just you know, your normal regulatory stuff. Back and forth, back and forth with explanation. I think I've been doing very well. And I was at a point where it's like, you know what, I cannot do this anymore. For the health of this household, I cannot do this. So I went outside to get Flo so that he could explain to her why, one, I'm irritated, and two, she needs to do it the right way so we don't all get sick. So by the time we come back in, she we see her again at the sink, She's got soapy water in the pot, finishes cleaning out the pot, rinses it. So Flo asks her, did you do that because Mommy Q was right? <laughs> she said, no, I did it because I didn't want Mommy Q to be mad. So we're like, you don't understand how you were wrong. Like you using this towel that no longer really have, like has a tiny sliver, like there's one bubble, one soap bubble on this towel. You don't understand how that towel can't clean this whole big pot and you have to add more dish soap? No, I don't understand. So then, as Flo was talking to her, I explained the fact that a lot of times they're washing dishes, they're letting the water run in the dishwasher, or dish, excuse me, dish washing liquid, like the soapy water. So now the, the water is diluted. There's really no soap in it. And most of the dishes come out greasy with food still on them because- Full of grease. Yeah, like they aren't actually clean because you have this soapy towel. That's really not soapy, <laughs> it's diluted. 
doesn't understand <laughs> that <laughs> if you have something that has soap on it and you put it under the water, the soap goes away because that's what they do when they rinse out the dishes. So it just makes sense that they'd be able to tie the, mm -hmm. connect the dots with the towel. No. If you've ever seen Matilda, this is Yvonne. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm big, you're small. And there's nothing you can do about it. But she has learned. She is sadly, sadly, <laughs> grossly, Exactly. <laughs> really incorrect a lot of the time. So at that point, she had a not actual understanding. Standing <laughs> ten toes down. Yeah, still had a bit of an attitude about it. So I was like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> For the two girls, I told them that they're out in the world on their own now. <laughs> Basically, I told them that they're old enough to understand or to suffer the consequences of their actions. So if I tell you not to do something, if you decide, you decide to do what you wanted to do, which is usually an inappropriate action or a non-beneficial one, which is why I'm telling you what to do, then whatever happens after you've done what it is you want to do, you have to live with that. So I told them, like, you know, if you decide to stay up late and you wake up late and you fall asleep at school, for instance, it's happened. Then that is the consequence of your action. You hit your head at school, you get embarrassed because everybody saw that you fell asleep, but you're the person who decided to stay up late. Using your head <laughs> as a drumstick. Exactly. So I just told them, I was like, you know what? You guys are like, there's no more testing me. I don't like being tested. So I'm done with that. The only one who's still gonna be testing me is the six-year-old. Now part of that is because he's seen the two older girls do it, but you know, he's also still learning. So he's gonna be like, he's gonna challenge so he can get the information. And I understand that and I'm okay with that. Not much longer though, he's six. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's still gonna be, he's the only one who's, who should be doing it. Yeah, he's got a couple months left. He's got a couple years <laughs> left. They're 11, he's got a couple years or more than a couple of years. Hmm. I'm just, again, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Yeah. So that was the craziness. Yeah, she, she eventually, she eventually got it. But then the story story. Gets, the story gets better because, you know, it just seemed like within the next 30 minutes, something else crazy happened. And um, there's the, I guess, the story of the, the pan and the bug. So early morning, before you gotta go to school, you know the kids. The kids know what they're supposed to do, right? There's dishes in the sink from last night. You wake up in the morning and you wash those dishes. But before you come downstairs, you're just about ready to go. You did all all the things that you need to do. You done brush your teeth. You done put lotion on them, and sometimes put lotion on again because someone don't like to do their ankles or their knees. And so uh, you go do that again, you come down, and then we come down. And so during all of that, they had a bit of fun with the pan and the bug. So Yvonne thought it was, you know, cool to go ahead and take a picture of the scorpion uh, that she deemed as poisonous. And so she takes her picture with her phone, you know, she it's goes, a close she goes upstairs, obviously, because the phone ain't already downstairs. So right. she goes 
back upstairs past the poisonous scorpion and then comes back down past the poisonous scorpion again and then takes a picture of it. Close up picture. Close picture. And then sets the phone on the couch and then proceeds to have a collective, <laughs> you know, group conversation like a class project on how are we going to remove and get rid of this bug. And so their overall consensus is between the 11-year-old, 11-year-old, and 6-year-old, which you would think will put them around the age of 38 if they all put their minds together. And they decided as a 38-year-old and adult to go ahead and get the frying pan and to kill the bug with it. And then you then get the bug and put it in the trash and then put the frying pan back on the stove. Again, you're supposed to be washing the dishes, so the frying pan shouldn't even be on the stove. It should be drying. So it makes it even worse when you decide that the two 11-year-olds are like, or the one of the 11-year-olds, aka Yvonne, decides to go ahead and have the six-year-old Achilles use that said frying pan to kill the bug. The poisonous. The poisonous bug and then puts it back on the stove. And so I, just like the story of the towel in the pan, I guess, is that's, that's how you towel phrase it. Towel and pot. Towel in the pot. I get told this hilarious, ridiculous story and asked, so you use the frying pan that we, that we cook with, right? We, we cook food and, you know. So did you kill it with the pan? because you wanted fried scorpions? Is that what you, that what you want? Because if that's the case, we can just, we can cook that and you can eat it. No, no, thank you. The second thing is, you said it's poisonous. <laughs> yes. And we chose to use the pan because we didn't want the stinger to go through our shoe. Oh, oh okay. So, my next question is, how big is the scorpion? Because the stinger got to be the size of a lion. You know, the, the, the fang for it to go through your shoe. And so we then go to the picture and we see that the thing is smaller than the fingernail. It's a baby. It's, it's, I'm talking about the stinger. It's smaller than the oh, fingernail. Like yeah. the stinger itself. So you were afraid that it was going to go through your shoe. So you used a frying pan that we're supposed to use to cook, you know, our food at night. But you decided to leave <gasps> scorpion guts <laughs> on the stove. <laughs> Makes no sense. Like, did you, if, it, if you were correct and it was poisonous, why would you send the six-year-old? You already took the picture of it. Passed it twice. Yeah, passed it twice, then took the picture of it, then still see it as you're having a class group discussion on how to get rid of it. But you send the six-year-old who could have missed and then got stung or bit or, you know, the the, the pincher is on him. And then, you know, poisonous is now in the body. Why would you do that when he just started learning how to coordinate his eyes and hands and feet <laughs> that that just that don't make no sense no sense at all so through our uh, investigation and research 
there are like 10 species of scorpions known to California. And of the 10, one, so they're all considered not poisonous, but they all have venom. One, they, the venom is um, life-threatening. Yeah. yeah, it's life-threatening. That is not the one that lives out here. It's too hot for it to be out here. The ones that are out here have the venom potency of like a bee sting. So your biggest possible reaction would be an allergic reaction. But the only person who seems to have problems with allergic reactions is me. And I would not be using a frying pan <laughs> to kill scorpions. Yeah. So. Um, the story's not over, it gets good. We then show yes. the 10 scorpions that are in the state of California. And she says no to every single one of them, then proceeds to say it was black. Okay, so as far as I know, the black scorpion is called a king, king scorpion. scorpion, or I think an emperor scorpion. Yeah, or an black. emperor scorpion. And so we then show that to her and it's like, no, that's not it. So we go back to the 10 pictures and choose the one that looks exactly like the one that she took a picture of and she still said no and then she thought about it it the no turned into oh because <laughs> it actually was the same thing yeah so yeah um it so that was, was a, that was a quick lesson on um making good decisions but not using Mommy Q's kitchen appliances to uh, kill bugs or to scoop away things that need to be wiped away. Like you okay. don't use a utensil to scoop something, something away that's spilled. You just like I get said, the towel and you wipe it off. With three kids, you have <laughs> stories for days. Yeah. So that's pretty much what you're going to get with the Living with Cute Flow segment. That's going to be regular because it's pretty much going to be something uh, to share. Mm -hmm. So let's walk our way into the episode. Again, this might be quite long because we got a lot of things that we need to get off it's our so minds much. and chest and things that we just want to share. This is how we, how we got this podcast episode going because we did some homework. You know, we got a little format coming here. So if there's anything that you want to ask us, anything you want our thoughts and opinions on, you just go ahead and drop that stuff right in the comment section. You can email us. All that information is going to be in the description box. And uh, yeah. So the question that we're asking ourselves is what's been going on since our last episode? And for a reference point, our actual last episode would have been the Thanksgiving episode, Thanksgiving special, because after that, we just played a game, and that's... That's true. So, since it's then, fun, what's, what's been, you know, what's been happening with us since that uh, point in time? What's been happening? Word, 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 word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pretty much. I mean, at least on my end, it's work. And um, I go to sleep and I go to work. And then I go to sleep, I come home and work. And then I go to sleep and go to work. So it's just work. Uh, just pretty much. I mean, that's really 
life as far as things I have to do don't really change a lot. I mean, the place that I go to for my job might change, but what I'm doing is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Three nights a week, just a different location, maybe a different patient. But mm -hmm. it's, it's, nursing is still nursing. Yeah. So, yeah, nursing is nursing. For us, um, for us, I mean, for me, <laughs> which technically is us, you know. <laughs> Uh, but not really. <laughs> yeah, not, not when it comes to your job. It is not us. No, for me, it's um, a lot of relaxation and reflection. No, just a little bit of R&R. &R, you know, re relaxation and reflection. And the relaxation is the reflection. And the reflection is not the relaxation. So just being in my own head, own mind, trying to strategize and plan for our families tomorrow, making sure we're secure on where we're at. And so that caused us to, to uh, you know, transition. So we had to have a homegoing service for our apartment. We couldn't stay there anymore. It was time to move on from that place, move on from that uh, area and all that came with it. You know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, Sometimes you need to restart. Basically, you, you mm -hmm. need to you need to you know turn 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 that book closed. And it's time to begin to write a new one because you know you gotta put away some things. What? I take issue with. I was going to say turn the page. Of turn that book closed. <laughs> I, I was going to say turn the page. So you should have just said turn but the page and close the book. That's true. But or, turn that book closed is just... It's open and just... But it's so odd to turn say. It. Like, although it's technically it. what you're doing... Because when you're done reading it, you turn it to close. And then you put it away and you pick up another book. And then when you open it, it's just white pages. And you have your pen and you can write your story. Again. In... <laughs> In the physicality, in I the lost physicality, <laughs> like it, you do turn a book closed. You just don't say that you do. <laughs> I know, but leave me alone. <laughs> I lost my words in the midst of speaking. <laughs> so yeah, so we had we had to, you know, we for for the family's sake, for my a little bit of my little mental uh, health. There, a lot of things have to have to change. So um, opportunity presents itself. Big man upstairs, I appreciate you. And so that puts us in a better position to um, do what it is that uh, I'm called to do, but yet also provide for the family. And so that calls us to stay with family. We have to deal with that. We have to deal with transitioning the kids to uh, a brand new school. Um, not something I would say that I necessarily wanted to do because I do want them to have a different type of childhood experience when it comes to their educational matriculation because that also comes with stability, consistency, and the opportunity to learn how to bond with and to continue to grow that bond with individuals, classmates, teachers, and things of that nature. So with us the blended family transition after transition it's one school it's another school then another mm -hmm. school then a, then a summer school and then another school it's a lot of moving moving parts 
uh, and that's not something you necessarily wanted. So uh, unfortunately, uh, they had to uh, go through that, but at the same time, they learned how to adjust and adapt in different types of situations with right. different types of people in different types of areas. So that is the positive thing in that. Mm -hmm. um, then getting Achilles, you know, into school, so that was like difficult. that was difficult. He got half a kindergarten year, and then and then the first grade year is now. So which he's enjoying. Yes, and the good thing is we did our very very best to uh, plan ahead and make sure he's prepared for a grade he's not entering into, and so that's kind of what we do on the educational side. You think you're going to kindergarten, but you're ready for first grade. You thought first grade, but you're ready for second grade. So that's pretty much, we want to have them a grade ahead. Uh, it is what we shoot for. So we've been going on through, uh, going through that. And then um, we didn't get to enjoy our, one of our vehicles for the entire summer, just about. So we had to do, <laughs> we had to deal with that. That's awesome. It, it, Exactly. We haven't recorded oh. since last year, I think. Yeah, so we, we were so talking we, about it. Although we did have another, like, season. <laughs> yes, we did have another, another season at the beginning of this years. year. Where, no, a, a season at the beginning of this year where. I'm saying last year car, we even had a little hiatus. I'm talking about the car. What? So this last year? last summer the car was out of commission. Yeah, for the, for summer. the whole summer. Yeah. Uh, well, not the whole summer, but the majority no, of the yeah. summer. At the beginning of this year, something else had happened, and we had to put the car back in the shop, and it oh, was yeah. gone for another, you know, yeah. extended period of time. It's ridiculous. So we've been so, we've been going through a lot, personally, individually. Um, Togetherly. That's not a word, but personally, it's individually. That is true, but. So we've been going through a lot, personally, <laughs> collectively. There you go. Business wise. Yeah, just been going through a lot, you know, family and social life and all of that stuff, and trying to figure out and understand and and change the the philosophy. Uh, we made mention of that with the Thanksgiving, changing from friend-centric to family-centric. Next question, mm -hmm. what have you learned about ourselves? What have since, you learned about ourselves? What have we learned about ourselves okay. mm -hmm. since our last episode? So we're talking personal, business, mental, spiritual, emotional, doesn't matter which order, but that's how we're going to, you know, we're going to break it, break it down to so, you business. Want, you want me to go first or you go? Okay, go. <laughs> My bad. I thought you were saying so business and looking back at me to answer, but okay, I got you. Just for yourself. So, business, um, again, it's the same stuff. <laughs> same stuff, same. You know, it's interesting how you go to different places, but somehow kind of meet the same people. <laughs> um, I have this irritation when I go to work because I go to work so that I can work. I also enjoy my job. Then I've learned that there are other people who go to work. Not to work. 
I don't know if they like their job, but I do know that they go to work not for the purpose and intent of actually working, which irritates me because I do. I work and I work hard. It is my mission while I am at the hospital taking care of my patients that my patients feel like they are cared for, feel like someone is in their corner making sure that they have the things that they need and they're talking to whoever needs to be talked to to get things rectified or whatever it is. And I feel and I am very good at that, at least so I've been told. Um, and then as I am running about the unit, <laughs> or walking very fast, and not running, um, but walking very fast around the unit to do all of these things for my patients throughout my 10 to 12 hours, depending on how much time I actually sit down to chart. There's always one or two nurses who don't seem to ever move from their seat. <laughs> And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, obviously they've gotten up for various reasons to drink water, to go to the bathroom, to see their patients, to give their patients medicine. Like, I'm sure they've gotten up. I just don't understand how every time I am over here, they are sitting. And how everyone else says, yes, they are sitting. Because our job is not one of sitting at the beginning of the shift, where you have to get report, see all of your patients, check vital signs, give them nighttime medicine, or I should say, yeah, nighttime medicines, and then bedtime medicines, and then do a recheck and make sure that they're all breathing, because you're on a heart floor, so you're supposed to do that every four hours. I don't understand how through all that time, from 7 to 12, you're sitting down, texting, on a phone conversation, or watching a movie or a TV. I don't understand. Because if you're not coming to work to work, then don't come to work. So are you including emotional and mental in with your business segment? Well, of course. it sounds like it. Of course, business has a mental and emotional effect. I'm just setting up that this is the irritation that has the effect. <laughs> Mentally, it, it makes me want to say bad things to these people. I don't. But that's what I would like to do. But I just walk away because I remember that I know that my patients are taken care of. And I know the kind of nurse I am, so that way in the event that I see a light on or I hear a patient calling for help, I don't just walk past them or continue to be on my computer doing whatever I'm doing. I go and see about the patient because the nature of nursing is to care for people. So I do that and I just try to leave it alone. It does become a bit taxing when it's the same thing over and over. Um, so... I have a saying that nursing has taught me, and I'm going to, what is it called? Do a, like a warning? That's what I did, right? Like a warning, or? Sure, a there's, warning. There's another word for it, but I can't think of what We're it is. With that for now. But yes, a warning. So the warning is, if this doesn't apply to you, don't worry about it. 
This is a generalistic statement. Yeah, it's a public service announcement. Okay, generalistic statement. If it doesn't apply to you, don't worry about it. Don't take it personally. It's general. It's not specifically about you. You probably will because you want to. And that's also okay. If you want to take it personally and you want to be offended, please, by all means, take it personally and be offended. <laughs> but for those of you who are like, nah, I get it. If it's not about you, don't worry. I understand the words that are coming out your mouth. I have learned through nursing that people collectively are stupid. <laughs> and having that knowledge has allowed me to let a lot of those types of things just roll off. Because when I see said nurses sitting there, not attending to the patients in their vicinity or their own patients, and someone's halfway falling out of bed or screaming, crying out, I just remind myself that people collectively are stupid. These people tend to have a mentality that has been cultivated in the area that makes no sense for the job that you've decided to do. Your job is to care for other people. Other people. Anyone who is not you is other people. So you can't be like, ah, that's not my patient. I'm going to let them continue to cry out for help or almost fall out of bed because they're other people. So, so again, people are stupid. If you're going to subscribe to that mentality, you, that is the, the people mentality, which is stupid. I have been a victim of having that mentality at times myself. So it is not something that is um, constant. It can happen sometimes, and that's okay. Sometimes you have people mentality and you're just being stupid. Sometimes you're in your right mind and you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Let me go do what I have to do. But that is what nursing has taught me. And it has helped me in my personal life as well as business-wise to just let those things roll off. People in general, like collective, are stupid. Again, if this doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you, so you don't need to be upset or offended. If you want to be upset and offended, by all means, do so. On the or in the personal umbrella, mental, physical, emotional health and welfare. Um, people are still stupid. <laughs> again, it applies to business and personal. So again, it helps me in my personal life when I see things that are just ridiculous to remember that people are stupid because it allows me to give grace where I would usually just be irritated and tell this person something that it's like, you know, it's just either fix the problem or if it's not really something that needs to be fixed, that's their personal issue, let it be their personal issue. So I do that. Um, there is a lot of mental strain that comes from my job that, actually I really don't know if this is one of those things where it's like, did the chicken come first or did the egg? It's like, you know, a cycle, like you have to have one to have the other, but which one came first? Yeah. I don't know. So the mental strain, I don't know if it starts with work and is exacerbated by home or starts at home and is exacerbated by work. Because remember, that's pretty much the circle of my life. There's not too much of coming out here and it's kind of one of those. So at home, there's the irritation with the children testing me, like the whole pot in the towel story from earlier. <laughs> 
just testing. Testing my patience. The pan and the bug. Yeah, the pan and the bug. The, the spatula and the sauce. Just, just testing my patience. It's slitted spatula for those of you who are like, what? Yes, yeah, the one with the holes and sauce. Exactly. Doesn't make sense. So, testing my patience, my firmness and character not to overreact. Just, just testing it. And that is that can be mentally draining as well as emotionally draining. And like I said, I don't know if it's exacerbated because I go to work and I see these people who are doing the opposite of nursing, <laughs> which is sitting down and not caring for people. I don't know. But it's, you know, kids are exacerbating. Sometimes my wonderful husband Flo is irritating. And it, usually it's when he and I clash because of, of our stubbornness and he has decided that he doesn't want to have necessarily a very open mind and understand other people's opinions or he's feeling passive and becomes passive aggressive which happens after a buildup like he's passive don't be talking about my don't be taking my stuff i have to share that with the people he just realized that this is a thing that he does. No, and he's so very happy that he understands. It. Love irritates. Destructive <laughs> people. So anyway, <laughs> there there are those things that I contend with. And then on top of that, with my personal or in the umbrella of personal, I've been going through this um, physical fitness journey that's literally been ongoing. There's been just as Actually, there's been twice as many breaks in that that there have been in us doing this podcast, thanks to work or reliability with work schedules between myself and the person who's helping me, if there is a person who's helping me. But right now I am working out, um, I have a personal trainer, Taylor. She is amazing. She's so helpful and she's so willing to work with my schedule, which is a great thing because my schedule can be pretty ridiculous at times, especially since I work nights. So that is really helpful. And then um, we go, to, or I meet her at a gym because I don't know if any of you guys remember from beforehand, but I usually would do work workouts at home because I didn't really like the smell of gyms. Yeah, and the panini, you know, the panini was out there in the world. So you had to be inside. The what? The panini. Attracted people in the house. Yeah, you were out there fighting the panini as a registered nurse. So the pandemic, mm -hmm. COVID. I was like panini. I'm not afraid of a press sandwich. <laughs> You're ridiculous. So I mean, yes, there's also that COVID. I was trying to do. I started technically the journey during COVID, so of course I had to be at home. But then. As time went on and things kind of opened up and people got a little bit more relaxed, some of them too relaxed. Um, <laughs> Still to this day. Exactly. So we, we meet up at um, self-made training facility and so she'll work out with me three days a week. And so it's great because I, I can see the progress with the workouts that we do, even though physically I don't see the progress. So I don't know if I said that right. My endurance you, and stamina. You see, you see 
you don't see the progress, but you feel the progress. Okay, there we go. So yeah, like my stamina and my ability to like do the lift the weights, they have, or and my increase <laughs> to do the with the with to do the with the weights. <laughs> stop. My stamina, my weight lifting, and my endurance have all increased. So I do know that there is progress being made. I just don't necessarily see the progress physically. So we had, she and I had to have a conversation about that. And she was talking about, you know, well, what about your stress levels? And I just kind of looked at her and then, you know, well, again, I don't know if it's work exacerbating home or home, but we're trying to problem solve that. And so it made me feel a lot better just being able to talk to somebody. So I really appreciate Taylor for that. Um, and then there's one other thing. Oh, spiritually. So spiritually, I am, I'm at a standstill. I know and acknowledge that I haven't been making the progress that I need to be making. Um, I just don't feel... The progress you feel you need to be making. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. I just don't feel soft in this household to do so. Not that anybody's like, no, there will be no Bible reading. Like, nothing like that. It's just, whenever I have... No Bible thumping in this house. <laughs> whenever I have time set aside and planned, something comes up, and I don't know ahead of time so that I can, you know, adjust my schedule to fit everything in. And usually those things are things that need to be done uh, be it with the kids, doctor's appointments, or anything like that. They need to be done. It's just I didn't realize that their things were scheduled. No, like I wasn't informed that these things were scheduled. So it kind of messes up my schedule. Once I go do those things, I'm pushed back. And then it's like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. That's my bedtime. I don't know about anybody else. But yes, I have a bedtime. I don't function very nicely after that. And when I say nicely, I mean my mood and attitude is not nice because I am tired. <laughs> so I have a bedtime to go to sleep so that I can stay a kind, caring, compassionate person. Um, um, so yeah, that's um, pretty much, it all boils down to I am me, I am Akoya. I've always been a player. The player you meet when you meet me is the player that I am all the time. All right. So you ended with spiritual, correct? I did end with spiritual. And I shall begin with it. So the question, what we learned about ourselves, and this is what I've learned when it comes to me, Christianity, <laughs> spirituality, religion. Um, I'm church in heart. Mm-hmm. Church in action, but not in uh, class participation. I'm not church class in participation. Yeah, I'm not in church participation because um, when you're being built up, encouraged, instructed, raised, there's a there's a foundation there, and a lot of times that foundation is meant to be solid. So that if you ever were to fall, you're falling on something. You're not falling into the abyss. And so when it comes to me in, in, in that realm, 
you know, SBC 1.0 is that for me, Second Baptist Church. The first church that I could say I was extremely active in and raised in and taught. Of course, there was another church in Fresno. I remember it, but it wasn't, it was it ain't done, it ain't touch Second Baptist. Not even close. I wasn't okay. even there long enough in and I guess I wasn't there long enough when it came to my memory bank. Right. So Second Baptist it, it 1.0, they taught you, you know, they taught you what church is supposed to be. The leadership did a very, very good job of instilling in us, and I would dare say my wife here too, we went to the same church, on how to be out into the community, how, how to be out in the community serving your community. Whether you're a junior deacon, whether you're socializing and fellowshipping with other churches at the the district, the district Baptist meetings. No, they had little district meetings, mm -hmm. and then they had the conventions, and then they have things called May Day and mm -hmm. youth conventions and things of that nature. Then there's, you know, the uh, educational side. You have the teachers who were members of the church come in, and on Saturdays you go out there and you get your you know your homework done early in the morning oh, before you have your extracurriculars later on that day like it was really we're out here we're going to different churches the churches are coming together we're putting up plays not just for the church but for the community to come and attend mm -hmm. uh, making uh, CDs musical albums and stuff like that it was just like yo this is church this is what church is supposed to be right. like outreach outreach Edu education and outreach. Those those are the two things that were pushed for me, that connected with me, that that's what church is supposed to, church is supposed to look like. The people itself mm -hmm. going out and and you know helping inspire other people in the form of religion. That you are not alone. There are other like-minded individuals out there that are going to emphasis on the like-minded going to be there to support you and help you and make sure you're steered in the right direction. So that's Second Baptist 1.0. Now, as you grow, you get older and you start to um, grow within the church and the pastor always says, find your, you, you discover your talent, you go out in the vineyard and work and you go out in that particular field and, and be of assistance to your church to further advance the church's mission, which mm -hmm. is to go out and and create disciples. Right. In my particular um, case, it was you know the financial side. That's something that I'm I'm good at. That, that's that was that that's I believe that's what God called me to do because the first thing I thought was all for me was taken away. So um, yeah. So right. I basketball. Uh, oh. I thought it was, yeah, basketball. That was it was gonna happen. My game style. I, threw, I thought it was there, but it wasn't. So, luckily enough, God puts you in that position to where there's you're, you're still following his plan because you don't know what it is, but for you, it's the realization that, oh, I'm good at something else. And so, this, <laughs> so that's, that's what it was for me. So, I, you know, I was there helping, doing all the things I needed to do, help guide the church out of its current situation, and things of that nature, but then being in that position, being older, I guess uh, you get a peek behind the closed door. Mm -hmm. And so with 
seeing all of that, seeing that different type of movement, the attitudes, the, the words of expression, the, the accusing, the all of this and that, and then making as as people do, you know, you, you make small mistakes here and there. They're not detrimental to uh, the church. It's just an, an error in judgment and the reaction to that area of judgment was, uh, you know, quite disheartening. It, it hurt. It hurt a lot because I was a child under these collection of people. Mm -hmm. uh, dare I say some of them are family members. And now it's just like, instead of us building ladders, you, you, <laughs> you're throwing rocks and they, and, and they hit me. You're throwing them at me, you know, the one that you helped mature into this situation. I give Second Baptist and my parents and my family, uh, that entire community, the, the credit for the position I'm in today. They helped mold. Because without them, when I went out into the world and was in that forest and it was burning all around me and I didn't know what to do, I fell on solid foundation that they helped facilitate, that they helped mm -hmm. build. So it's just like, dang, y'all, Jesus. So that's that stung and, and that hurt. And, you know, you, you got to keep moving on. You got to keep moving forward. Right. So... That's exactly what had to happen. Keep moving on, keep moving forward. And so, um, so for me, I mean, we're gonna be hot, it's, it's hot city. But we are this open, transparent in this communication. So for me, Second Baptist 1.0, you know, might be 0.5, might be 0.25 to me, to me. Because of how, how I, I, you know, it's a little slippage there. Because from what I, the foundation for me and where it's at now and what I was involved with, it's just like, it was trying to fight for that 1.0 again. I was fighting for that 1.0 and it just, it didn't happen for me individually, in my eyes. So you remember SBC 1.0, expecting 2.0, but getting 0.5, hoping to revive it back to at least 1.0. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. trying to, Take, I just it, wanna... take it to a new level because the, the as Second Baptist 1.0, I mean, the 2.0 can't be what 1.0 was because the time is different. Right. The technology is different. There's, there's a whole lot more avenues to be able to reach people and to monetize off of different avenues. So that's, that's what I was pushing for. That's what I was striving for. But, you know, I guess I wasn't clear enough in the vision or whatever the case may be, but hey, it, it is what it is. So you you move on, like I said, and and when the, when people move on and they grow away and they move away, then you find new homes. Mm -hmm. And for me, that new home was, you know, it was awesome, it was dope, it was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up as a child, always um, seeing, but not fully understanding cliques and groups and stuff like that from Second Baptist, from living out in the desert, from seeing my mom and my dad, my, my um, aunts, and uh, and their little groups of friends and all the things that they do, that's always been the aspiration of mine, because again, as we, as I said earlier, mm -hmm. I was a child bouncy-bouncy. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a basketball school to school, so didn't have the opportunity to build strong connections. So with this opportunity this church i'm like yeah this is dope you know i'm gonna I'm establish something 
you know, I want to, these, these, you know, these some cool people. I'm, you know, we all kind of relatively the same age, like-minded. So yeah, let's let's get it cracking. Of course, I didn't go behind the I didn't go behind the curtain. I just stayed in congregation, and then that didn't work out. That didn't work out either. The expectation of being Christ-like for me is completely different from other people. Me, because of my life and my experiences and the things that I've decided to do, uh, because God gave us free will, so it's my choice. Um, and the consequences of that action lend me different types of levels of grace and compassion, probably than, more than other people, because they don't know that. They've never experienced that. They have no idea. They don't, they, they can't even fathom it. So how could they? How would they? And so for me, that's me knowing and understanding that I've always tried to extend that out to other people because what what I see right before me is what you want me to see, but there's something that that's behind it that's causing you to present this way. And so that's what I'm trying to, you know, to get to, to fully understand an individual. So that way we are honest, open, and transparent when we communicate with each other. Because when that happens, there can be no misunderstanding. There can be no, oh, I kind of think he's like this, or this is that. And I'm like, no. So understanding, seeing all that, it's kind of like got burnt again a little bit. And then there's the, then it, it backtracks back to the hometown. And it's just like, these, these are supposed to be, you know, my people. You know, I, if I, if my people, I thought we were cool and all that stuff, but then we're not. And then the re, the reaction to certain situations didn't meet my personal expectation. If you're considering yourself to be a person of faith and you walk this way, you know, that's, that, that, that kind of, that kind of hurts. So that kind of sets up our next, our next episode when it comes to me personally and making sure your APR is right. I get more into that um, when we can have that discussion and be a little bit and be even more transparent and honest. But yeah, that's something that I've learned that your your APR has to be right. The, what you put out has got to be at least near the same. Otherwise, it's going to be unbalanced, and the relationship will you know it'll ultimately deteriorate. So that's that's my spiritual. That's my personal, uh, emotional. You know, I'm passive, you know, until I pop off because I push things on it. Because that, to me, at the end of the day, you chopping the strawberries this way is not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not, but you chop the strawberries this but, way, you put the bananas in this way, you fold yeah. the clothes this way, you do the towels this way. You said X, Y, and Z. You didn't know this person and that they did this for some sport that you're not necessarily familiar with. All adds up to yeah. now I'm upset. So great, great example, you know, is, is understanding that I got to accept who I am even more so. Because if I'm able to do that, then that means I can verbally express that to avoid me snapping or popping off. Prime example, I have um, a little trauma in my past uh, when it comes to dog ownership. So that 
trauma has lended me to when we get a dog, which we do. Which we did. We do. We do have a dog. Yeah, you said when we get a dog, which we do, which we did. Yeah, so it was, I'm saying my, my thought process on when we get a dog and now that we do have a dog. Okay. It's, it's all the same. That I would do my very best to ensure that all of those traumas don't, aren't realized again. So I've had, had a dog, you know, it was, had one dog that was my guys, my dude, scratched my brother, being playful. I never got to see him again. <laughs> we had to go to another dog. You know, he, she's cool, you know, she's a little feisty, a little chihuahua. She makes sure whoever come in the backyard can't be here no more, killing cats and everything. They step in there, that's their last day. My mom, nah, he got, she got to go. And it's just like, what, really? But then they kind of had puppies. And so with my brother's dog that got to stay, and so I took in, you know, this, this, this one's going to stay here. I'm with this one. This one's snow. It's all white. I like them. Mm-hmm. Then out of the blue, my dad's like, the dog's got to go, come to find out, gave the dog to somebody, someone poisoned the dog. So that's just like, ah. Then I get a rock rather, she's young, she's cool. You know, she's learned she in the house, because you know, she was young, she was young, kid in the house. My dad, oh, it's time for her to be out. I'm like, nah, because our, our parents gave us a dog book. So all the species and how to raise them, how their personalities, all that. Nah, she ain't ready, she ain't ready. Put her outside, it's time to go. She digs a hole, dies of depression. Come home, got to see my dog dead. That hurts. Get another dog. Dog named Flip. Training him. Get a little scared. Got a little nervous. I guess the dog did. Open the door, ran out. Come back out the next day. I see the dog ran over right there in the middle of the street by a car. So it's just like the trauma. So it's like I want to make sure, you know, the dog is good. And so... He got in trouble. We have him probably eating his bed right now. Once again, it's going to irritate me. But we have him. He, you know, he wasn't doing what she's supposed to do. Put him outside. She made the comment about the dog being outside. And it was that night. That's not what happened. Yes, the dog was outside. Because I put him outside. In the thing. And what did you say? Which one? Are you talking? talking Zeus. Okay, if that wasn't, that's not when I made that comment. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. I made that comment because he was outside and you were not going outside. He was out there in basic, basically isolation. He was in his room outside, cool air. But it wasn't cool air. <laughs> it was that night. Yeah. And you said you brought up the comment about the dog dying. About this because of the isolation. He's a puppy attached to you and you like separate. Yes, because you want to listen and go out there and learn. Because you want to be inside. I know you do. Of course you did. So she read that comment and I didn't respond very well. So. He got mad at me and I got mad at him for getting (laughs) mad at me. (laughs) Yeah, it likens to married at first sight. Oh. <laughs> ben decides that he's gonna confide in another fellow man named named Justin. Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tells everything that you know. Justin tells everything he's dealing with. Ben tells everything that he's dealing with. Sharing, sharing, sharing. 
the information that they've learned. They're giving advice on how to handle the situation, how to continue to maneuver and get to that eight weeks saying yes to each other, all of that. He's believing and thinking that he has done the right thing based on the information that he has. He then takes that information over to his wife. Can't remember her name right now. Morgan. Morgan? Morgan. 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 So he takes it over to her and, and, and he feels, I believe, compelled to, to tell that he has done this thing because prior to, she said when she hears anything from someone that she truly cares about and it's bad or negative, that she takes that stuff literally personally and it actually affects her heart and her mental, you know, how she's feeling. So, uh, what? You know what? Welcome back to the Hot Seat Podcast. We got to deal with it. So he tells her, and she takes it to heart. The trust is broken. And he was like, oh, I, you know, I was, I know to talk to. I was, I was just trying to get advice. I didn't, what? What can I do? The trust is broken. Ah, what? <laughs> so in this instance, I'm Morgan. He's Ben. Yeah. So it the the flip the script got flipped on me because that's yo you stabbed me first. Ouchie, it hurts. I expressed the hurt, but the way in which I expressed the hurt was not the most appropriate way to express it. So just likening it to the script getting flipped. Ben thought he was doing something good. Let me come and tell you early on the stage, something I talked about. There was no bad or ill intentions, but actually you end up crushing the trust. And now if you were at 150, you're back to zero and you, it's going to take a long time to build that back up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just likening to that, that it the, the script got flipped on me. And so that helps me, you know, start to understand a little bit more that I have to accept that I am a more emotional person um, than I than I've ever acknowledged. I should say. So I'll be crying. Remember the Titans, left side, strong side. Like this, I just be crying. I be connecting. So yeah. So me accepting that more, leaning towards appropriately expressing the emotions so there isn't a passive aggressive response. Slightly out the blue, probably not, because she says she knows me well enough. And that slightly irritates her because she already know, but I don't want to say. Yeah. So I'm fine. It's okay. No, it's not. What is it? <laughs> Nothing. I'm fine. No, you're not. Why are you upset? I'm not. It's okay. We're good. It's cool. Yeah. And so uh, when it comes to mental, you know, dealing with the the, the friend-centric mentality, philosophy, and, and going to the family-centric one, these are the like things that helps me solidify that transition that even though some people may be uh, attacking you in a certain way and believing you see yourself this way when in actuality you don't, uh, these are the quotes that literally stuck with me from watching different movies that kind of, you know, got me emotional just a little bit. Because mm -hmm. you have the expectation, you want to see that, you know, realized and actualized. And when it don't happen, it's kind of like, dang, I failed in a sense. And I don't like failure and I don't like feeling, you know, like I wasn't good enough.
inadequacy. So one song, my favorite song from when I was a young kid, Petey Pablo, uh, the song is Let It Roll Off. So he pretty much says, you gotta let it roll off and don't let the talk uh, bother you. Continue to believe in you, you know. That's, that's one of the things that stuck with me. Another one is, there is nothing uh, noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being uh, superior to your former self. And so that's one that really, really stuck with me because someone came at me and tried to say that I felt like I was better than somebody or a group of people or area. And it's like, nah, why, why would I think that? The whole objective of having the village to help uplift you is be so you become a better version of yourself or maybe to the extent better than they were at that at at that age so you know that's the whole point of elevating and growth but the biggest one the biggest one is reputation is what people think you are character is what you are so people can build their stories their narratives they can write that script uh without you included this is the story of flow you weren't even involved in that so that doesn't matter <laughs> right. you know who you are you write your story, you tell your story. And so those are the things that really stuck with me and helped get my mental back on track uh, and being able to press on and continue to endure. Business-wise. So as I was say, with that, who are you? What? Who are you? I'm flow. And I'm cool just like the river. It flows just the same as I do. There, there, sometimes it crashes, you know, sometimes rocks are right there and the water, you know, smacks that rock, but it continues to still flow in that direction. Yeah. So I'm cool. I'm calm. I know who I, who I am. I know what I'm, what my purpose is. And I'm going to continue uh, to pursue that purpose, which transitions into the business. Crew clothing, first and foremost, had an idea how to focus. You know, God gives you the signs. You clearly see it. But sometimes you are so gung-ho and focused like a like a racehorse. This is all you see. You see that. And you want to keep pushing and, and hoping those collective people or whoever they are gravitate towards it so that way it's successful. That died before it even began, but I kept pushing forward. Mm -hmm. And so I had to work three times, four times, seven times, eight times as hard to even get back the investment. And then from there, shut it down, be at peace, not be so stressed or irritated or frustrated because the vision didn't actualize and do what's right. And so we're able to donate uh, to, to men, women, and children the leftover merchandise that we had. And we're taking our time before, before we come back. We did what we need to do behind the scenes uh, when it comes to the back office side, when it comes to business funding side. Uh, when it comes to lines of credit, we did all of those things. Now we just have to continue to plan and strategize. And then when the time is right, crew clothing will be will be back because the mission won't change. It's just the presentation will. It's all about community. It's all about people coming together uh, to uplift and help each other win and be successful. Mm -hmm. So that's what crew is. Doesn't matter if you're Christian. Doesn't matter if you're not Christian. That's what it is. Wasn't financial. You have a. I had a clear vision. That's what I do. Glory to God. That it's been. What has it been? Like a year. Over a year. It's 
been over a year, over a year of full time of Wilson Financials. Oh, a year? Maybe it was April. Yeah. Was it April? Yeah. Okay, it was so April. almost a year and a half. Yeah, almost a year and a half. Because no, October would be the year and a half if it was April. Yeah, because four plus six is ten. Yeah. So October, yeah, you're right. Around your birthday. Yeah. Exactly. Year and a half. And so again, your calling is this. This is what you're supposed to do. All you for me, all you have to do is pray for the opportunity. Because God has given you the knowledge, He's given you the skills, He's given you the time to to be able to to take that opportunity, walk through that door, and to be successful and fulfill that company's mission. So for us, it's always focusing on tomorrow, not today, and putting people and companies in, in position to attain that generational wealth, to create new jobs, to make sure their books are in order, to make sure their wallets are in order, so that way their, their tomorrow is taken care of for their generations to come, and, and potentially other families' generations to come. Whether it be in daily money management, bookkeeping, tax filing, uh, and notary. So that's, that's what it is that we do. But there's a market. And understanding that market, I've learned that it's, that it's tough. You know, our people, yeah. we don't, you know, black culture, we're not too hip on discussing openly religion, politics, most definitely money, the, the trust, between those things and being vulnerable in those spaces is so thin, it's hard uh, to get people to give you that opportunity. But understand that the mission is, I have to understand the mission is, is to help people. I know who my target is, but at the end of the day, are you fulfilling your company's mission? And that's exactly what we're doing. So blessed, blessed to be um, of service to all of those people, uh, to be able to, put uh, our uh, life in the in a spotlight in which we're trying to help people with this podcast, uh, pushing the message forward with the clothing company and being able to advance a generation's knowledge and financial literacy through Wilson Financial that we've been able to, to uh, put ourselves in a position to where tomorrow is taken care of because the great news, the positive news is that when you do what you're supposed to do, you're being consistent, you're being committed, God will bless you in ways and give you those words of affirmation and encouragement that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Right. And I just want to, I, I want, I'd say I wasn't going to do it, but I do, I do want to do it. No. I do, I do. No. I do want to do it. No. And so what we're going to share with you guys are, is that uh, we are homeowners. I said, Linda's put us, you know, generational wealth, transition new chapter. We're homeowners. Yes, we are. And I'm okay with you saying that. (laughs) No, no, that's the only thing I was going to say. We're homeowners. Okay, we are homeowners. We're homeowners. We are. For me, I thought this would have happened when I was 20 because, you know, I was going to be a big baller. This should have happened 11 years ago. For her, I would probably say, what? Double time. Seven years ago? Seven years ago. Seven years late for you wanting to buy a house in accordance to your plan. Well, I wanted to buy a house as soon as I left my grandparents' house, but I knew that wasn't really happening because I was 19. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you're thinking 
I guess the same time frame as me then. I no, I mean, I was thinking probably like by the time I was twenty five. Oh, okay. So. Well, then that's about nine, seven years late. But hey, when you want to put when you put your mind to it seven. and you focus in, no matter what it is, how big the obstacle may be, you can actually achieve it. You just have to be disciplined. And you have to be consistent in the decisions that you make. Discipline. Yes. <laughs> I'm emphasizing that. And so, ah, it hurts. But, you know, it, it, it takes a season of being broke in order for you to be wealthy. When it comes to people like us. Because we have to make that consistent sacrifice mm -hmm. of not keeping up with whoever the Joneses is. Forget well, the Joneses. Keep up with your wallet. I've never tried to keep up with the Joneses. Y'all don't even know who they are. Are you talking about Jerry Jones, the owner of Dallas Cowboys? Because, I mean, his age alone should tell you it takes time. <laughs> he's, he's closer to 90. Like, there's no way you think you're going to be able to keep up with him when you're 30 something. Stop it. Well, I mean, some people are able to, and they're well, younger than that. Well, but the background is different. So, like I said, with us, it's. It, it takes a season of being broke to accumulate what you that what's necessary to make sure that you're in a position to to attain and retain and pass on <laughs> generational wealth. That part. So yeah, so it took it took us a minute, buckle down. Uh, we have been doing it individually, and then we're able to do it jointly, and being and being able to make it actually happen. So. Uh, that's pretty much the focal point of this topic. Uh, first love, then home ownership is the title of this episode uh, because you got to know that, uh, you know, what's love got to do with it? Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything when it comes to home buying. And that's one thing that we started strategizing and planning for and looking at before we even began to search is what is it that we like? Uh, we, we kind of already got the little intro because a lot of people say the biggest test of relationships is, or marriages is home purchasing mm -hmm. and the temperature of said residence. Because some person with hot blood, some people cold blooded, and then you gotta find that, that, that good balance. Medium. You gotta find the medium. And the same thing when it comes to purchasing. So with us following suit with the, with these three things that you want to focus on when you tra when you're transitioning to home ownership is the budget. You got to make sure that money's right. So if you say you want a five bedroom, five bath, depending on where you at, the money might not be right. It might not fit with the budget because you a lot of times you're transitioning from renting to home uh, to a mortgage. So those are the things that you that you want to focus on. It's, mm -hmm. it's the budget. Make sure the budget's right. The next thing is. <sighs> Next thing is. Do you want to give me a hint? Starts with a nail. Location. Yes. The next thing is the location. Yes. When you're out there searching, you make sure you send your wife your location or you have your location on and focus on that communication. So that way there's no hesitation on anything because Apple almost got me beat up. Yeah. The awkward silence for a moment. Hey, it's not my fault. <laughs> Over here chilling, you know. 
debriefing. Like one or two houses down. Yeah, I'm just debriefing for the day. Like, where are you? Get that phone call. Audio phone call. Where you at? In the shower. You don't hear it? No, I didn't say that. But yeah, I was in the shower. Turn the FaceTime on. For what? I even sent it to him so he could see. I am not making this up. I am not being paranoid. <laughs> Apple is telling me that you're at this person's house and I know our address and that is not it. Yeah, I promise you, I'm in the shower. Who showers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Who showers? Where is shower? Why is shower? <laughs> 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 he showed, turned it so I could see the, the what is it? The, yeah, so you can see the bathroom. Dish, soap dish. Oh, no, oh. it wasn't a soap dish. It was just the bathroom. Then you asked me to wipe the condensation away so you can really see. Point it towards the toilet. What? Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, Shows and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is when we first got into the house. I don't know nobody. What, what in the world? Prime time. <sighs> you don't know nobody. I was like, what? No. Another thing was, you know, first moving in here and someone parks right in front. I'm out in the front yard, parked right in front of the house. I'm like, what you? And this is after the shower incident. I'm like, what you doing? You here for me? No, no, I'm going over all. Oh, you got to move. I got cameras all over the house. She already think I'm in other people's shower. <laughs> you better move that car back to whoever you visiting. I, I don't want them problems. Mm -hmm. I, I want zero problems. I don't know about that, but. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you got to reverse. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> go backwards. Get out of here. Return to go. The location is very important. You want to make sure that you take into consideration distance from family, from shopping, groceries, mm -hmm. especially if you have children, yeah. groceries, yeah. Um, distance from church, uh, yeah, church, if you're, if you're, if you're a church goer, because I'm not, I'm spiritual now, y'all, anyways, um, what was the other one, and the school district, that's the one, because we were that much, you probably even probably can't even tell that much outside of the school yes. district of the schools that we had already chosen before we bought the house, but didn't know it was outside the border of said school district. Mm -hmm. And so got to make sure you pay attention to that, understand those lines, because then that adds extra steps that could be a nuisance, especially depending on when you purchase the home and because when we close and all that stuff and transition, transition. Shout out to the moving company. Helped us in three phases. Seriously? So it's just like, oh, school's about to start. Are we going to get approved? Lucky enough, I think it's a little bit of my dad in there because, you know, he's a school teacher. So he gave us the step-by-step -step of what we need to do, how we need to do it. And we follow suit and, you know, I guess in some sense, defied a lot of odds, was blessed, was lucky because uh, a lot of other people didn't get get what they were trying to get which was out of that particular school district and right. we were so got them into the school and now now everything's solidified everything's stable so now that they can have that experience that i personally wanted uh always wanted my kids to have and not have to deal with being a basketball from school to school 
Um, so location is serious. It's, it's something that you've got to keep in mind. And then lastly, the D. I mean, not like that. Uh, the design. Design. Whether you're going for condo, whether you're going for a town home, whether you're going for a single family home. And for us, it's a single family home, which is completely different than the other two I mentioned because there's landscaping that's involved. And there's, depending on, so I highly, highly suggest HOA communities because they will make sure the community is looking up to par or above par. And that is very, very good for the appraisal value of your home. And as you're making those payments, the equity that you're able to get. And so there's CCNRs, there's rules and regulations that you gotta follow, there's things you gotta vote on, there's timing on how you have to and when uh, you do stuff. There's a lot of things you can do, but you gotta ask for permission. So that's how I see it. It's not like a, no, you can't do that. No, you just gotta ask for permission and you get those things uh, taken care of. So yes, the design, modern, traditional, contemporary, uh, technologically, you know, modern, contemporary, all of that different stuff is... Modern is technological. I don't know. Green. Smart home? Is that what you call smart, smart home? Uh, yeah, smart home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, all of those things have to be a honest, open, transparent discussion before you go out because you don't want to go out there and looking for her houses. And then we're looking at my houses and now they're two different houses and we're arguing. Yeah, you gotta find a house that has most of what both of you guys want. Mm -hmm. And those things, like, you know, you have to have your non-negotiables, and then you're like, ah, let's see about it. Yeah. And, you know, what's the most important? So that way you can come together and pick a house. Because the likelihood of you finding a house that's already built, that's what you want, is very <laughs> not probably gonna happen unless yeah. you... Like, you get that when you decide to buy the land and build your own house. Sure do. But um, sure do. I don't know too many people who are doing that right now. Well, I know a lot who would love to, mm -hmm. us being part well, of that group. Sure would. But I don't know a lot who are actually able to. Yeah. So. And I think we did pretty good. I mean, it's a brand spanking new house. We're the first owners. So we get to choose the floor plan, the flooring, the backsplash. The uh, countertops. Yeah, a few of the accessories and. Yeah, that was really, really cool. You know, right. and it's and we chose a brand new uh, area. There's we're kind of like the second generation, <laughs> I guess, right. if you will, because they're going to be building five thousand new homes. What we want um, all of you guys to understand is those are really the. The main things the budget the location the design because mm -hmm. that pretty much covers it all and then you guys just go out there and have fun go and search walk through the house obviously unless it's a brand new build like this one because when we first saw it it was or when they he first saw it it was dirt yeah. just to walk through and then when i saw it it was it like that it was dirt you can't uh, when I can it There's nothing to walk through, and then when I saw it, all they had was like the cement foundation. So it's mm -hmm. like, I but don't see how this is going to become a house, but okay. The model homes help. We exactly. Walked, we walked through the model homes, kids picked their rooms and stuff before we even got into the house. Can I just say, it is crazy to see the model home and walk through it. 
you're like, wow. And then come out here and see the foundation and be like, I don't, I think you guys missed a few, like, hundred feet. Oh, <laughs> this doesn't look big enough to do what that one did. It doesn't. But it does. I know. It's crazy. It's just how they lay it out. It's just how they lay it out. Yeah. And so it was, it was cool, you know, coming from apartment to here. Uh, that was the other thing uh, we want, want everyone to know. It's great. Uh, what we decided to do was purchase the design uh, accessories, if you will, appliances, things of that nature. That will be in the house already. Oh, when we're at the apartment. When yes. we're at the apartment. So we did a lot of pre-shopping while we're spending the time and years in that apartment. Um, so that when we got here, it's like, yes, we got everything we need. No, we did not because we, it's an echo, echo, <laughs> echo in here. Like we have, we, yeah, it, it, no. We bought this huge couch for reasons that don't need to be shared. We bought this huge couch that the way it's situated does not fit in our front room. So we broke it down. It, you know, it's uh, exceptional. Which was actually a good thing because had we not, even if it fit and we didn't, there would be so much space that it would just look silly. So oh ended, yeah, because that backspace would be nothing over there. Exactly. So we ended up making like, we use two parts, two single cushions or chair cushions or whatever they call them. Sections. From the sectional mm -hmm. to make a separate sitting area <laughs> behind it towards the wall. <laughs> And then we're like, okay, that that works. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. And then rooms were like kind of room, rooms were pretty pretty much done. They were pretty much not done. We had to get beds. Of course, closets. We were had to get fr match uh, frames. Oh well, frames. We had to get frames, not That's beds. That's true. We had to get frames. Yes, for every, for everybody. Yeah, and, and then. So, yeah, so we also oh. the movie the movie room we've always we wanted that and so we had to get furniture for that. We wanted five bedrooms, four of them always utilized, furnished that one. So it's just like furniture. And then it's the outside because you have to do something with your backyard within a reasonable amount of time. Wait, before you go all the way outside, severely underestimated the amount of clothes and clothing we five had we did not have enough hangers <laughs> oh yeah we sure did we had <laughs> so, to buy like 300 hangers yeah so on top of because that you know things are folded and packed up here and packed up there and it's like unpacking all these things like where did you get this who bought this for you you've never had this before i've never seen this it was yeah. ridiculous and I don't, I don't want dressers so that means That's more true. things have to get hung i do so not silly. like dressers it's ridiculous at all. They make no sense. They make all the sense in the world. No, they don't. They take up more space. Not really. And we bought this house to have space. So we're not going to reduce the space by adding stuff in the space. Silliness. So, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, going outside with landscaping. Mm -hmm. And that was, yay. That was, is continuing to be. Yeah, we're not even done yet. We're not. But at least we got some of it done. But then there's, I mean, you don't just go outside and just sit in dirt or concrete. You got you got to sit somewhere. It's so patio there's patio furniture. The patio covered because we're in California and there's a very very hot mm -hmm. sun. Yeah, it's smack you right across the face. 
give you a quick one too. Mm -hmm. And that's for you to finish taking your first breath. Jeez. At like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's hot. So we got that, you know. So it, it's 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 a lot. There's a lot that goes into home ownership that we're learning. Of mm -hmm. course, we, we like to implement the five P's, which is why we did our research uh, um, beforehand. But then when you're in there, you still don't know everything about owning a home. I can know everything about buying one because that's part of finances, what I'm supposed to do and know the different ways in which you can buy so that way I can help other people. But once you're a home owner, it's completely different. So, I random question I want to throw out there because I feel like as as prepared as we were, we weren't. <laughs> so I know that might sound odd, but like as prepared as we were, because like you know they always say like you should have X amount of savings just in case something happens, um, or yeah, yeah, X amount of savings for this amount of time just in case something happened. Um, that's to pay was it the mortgage? Now when you buy the house and you have to furnish the house. Is there like a set rule of how much you're supposed to have saved to furnish the house? Because I I feel like we no there's no set rule. I say we that. I feel like we were missing that aspect. Like I said, as no. as um as prepared as we were, we were like we have all the furniture that we need, and then we got here and we're like <laughs> ah shoot. Which is dumb that we continue <laughs> to look past that as we're going through homes, looking at the homes and stuff. Like we knew. Oh, we would have to get something for the office and the guest bedroom. Right. But then we're talking about the patio, the patio furniture, the movie room. It's it, the loft, you know, the, the, the movie theater area that we call is separate from the living room. So that requires different type of furniture. And it's just like, boy, it requires furniture, period. Mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh, my goodness. So it's just like, it's, 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 it's a lot more than, we wanted over 3,000 square feet, so we got that, that was so much space, so much fun, so much, very much the cleaning. And that's irritating. And so, uh, Better yeah. that than everybody on top of everybody not For having sure. space. For sure. Like, ugh. Yeah, I don't, These I, kids I shouldn't. are growing. They're growing, and I mean, I, I, I mean, my room, why am I smelling your gas? Why? With all the doors closed. While you're in the bathroom and we're in the apartment. Are you talking about oh I'm saying you're talking like, about the apartment? It, how is it seeping into the master? Like I'm not even out there. Why? It's you're too close to me. Get out. Get yeah. away. Why are you here? <laughs> why are you why are you why are you here? Yeah, pretty much. So now everyone's got their space. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their space, everyone's got their room, they got their own bathroom, they got the different ends of the house. So yeah, it's fun. We're happy, we're blessed, it's cool. Excited and, to still get it finished though, because there's still some yes. things we have to do. Oh, but it, I'm so yeah. eager to just change the outside because we don't like the color, you guys. It reminds us too much of uh, Gingerbread House. Nuki. We're in a Gingerbread <laughs> House. But don't, I don't like it. I am tempted to see if I can take a piece off and eat it, or if I should put gumdrops on the outside. <laughs> I'm not the gum drop. I'm not even. Or what is it called? The little dots that you use to decorate the gingerbread houses. We put that on the roof. Oh, the candy. The yes. Candies ridiculous. <laughs> Just put all. It's all yeah, we need. We don't, we don't it's like all we the need. Color. 
And we chose the floor plan thinking, because, you know, you go on Zillow, like, oh, it's like that. Right. Then we get here, it's like, oh, no, this is the floor plan where we have different types of colors and, and looks. And this is the one you're giving. What? Come again? Oh, this color set is only for these types of houses. Oh. Your house gets this color set. So we have to live in a gingerbread? And they did it based off of the lot. So the color is an option. It's just that lot got designated this color yeah, scheme. Yeah, because they're color scheme. Because color like, scheme. They're color schemes. Uh, well, this one is. So <laughs> I'm just like, uh no. So we have to, you know, we have to change it. You know, there's always little accessories, well, big accessories, because we did the little stuff already that we want to do. But this article gave us something really, really cool to look at. Mm. And it's what men uh, what men and women want when it comes to the home purchasing. So I just wanted to play this little mm. question and do we agree, do we disagree? So when it comes to house hunting, the difference between men and women, they surveyed 33,000 uh, home shoppers across oh, wow. these United States. And they say women tend to drive decisions on home floor plans, the layout. Men are more so focused on the location. What do you say? Mm, not exactly. <laughs> what do you agree with? You were definitely focused on location. I wouldn't say I was focused on the, what was it? Design and layout. The floor plan? Yeah. And layout? Yeah, you're more so focused on square footage. Yes. Above 3,000 square feet. <laughs> Actually have a backyard. Like in total, <laughs> this is what we need. Yeah. But do you want that? I don't care. We need this much <laughs> space in the house and this much space outside, outside of the house. Yes. I, fix which, it how you fix it. Which made it so much more difficult. Very much more difficult. Oh. Um, I thought this would be easy. It wasn't easy. We're in Paramount, California. We, well, were, we were in Paramount, California. Los Angeles. You're talking about over 3,000 square feet. We gotta have a backyard. And it's like, <gasps> where are we going to find this? So big shout out to our real estate agent who helped us uh, find exactly what we're looking for when it comes to that regard. Yes, thank you. And thank uh, you. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Tiffany Goodman. But yes, so some of the biggest motivators for women are interior finishes, family and entertainment space, organizational features. High on the list is pantry. Oh, mm -hmm. let me correct myself. They said ample pantry space, bathroom with the tub and the shower, a large laundry room, master bedroom that you can hide away from your kids. So when they say mommy or daddy and knock at the door, you cannot hear them because it's big enough uh, and a small office. So honestly, the master, like the bedroom, bathroom, closet, I did want, like, in my mind, it was like, that has to be, it has to make sense. I didn't necessarily need a shower with a separate tub, but as long as the, like, that, like, that bathroom space was adequate, because the one, of course, in the apartment was smaller, had that one just been a little bit bigger, so that, like, it wasn't like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, had space yeah. to move, then that, I mean, even that size would have been fine. They have to have enough space for two people. Right. And, the, and that would have been okay, which we have more, like, this is, this is a dream that I never <laughs> thought about. 
Um, pantry space, absolutely. Yeah, she yes. basically wanted a walk-in closet pantry. First of all, let me clarify. <laughs> My understanding of a pantry is something that you walk into. <laughs> um, so, like, even at my grandma's, you know, the, what do you call it? The closets where it has, like, the sliding doors? Mm -hmm. It was like that, but it was, like, double doors, like, French double, like, regular yeah. size doors. And it was that deep. Open. It was pretty deep. Yeah, and you still can step in, and it's tall, like, it was the whole. So, pantry, that's the pantry to me. If you do this, and only one foot can go in, that's not a pantry to me, to me. So what what we got, I was okay with. That is a pantry, it was acceptable, I liked it. Um, I thought it was kind of odd because it's like under the stairs, but it actually works, it actually works. It's very deep, wide, I like it. Uh, so let's see, the pantry, the master, I, didn't specify that I needed a large laundry room. I did want a laundry room that, like, I wanted a laundry room with a counter, because that way you can fold. But it didn't have to be, like, large. You didn't have to have a whole, whole bunch of space. And where Just, you can iron clothes. Well, because I can iron anywhere. <laughs> the ironing board is not fixed to the wall. So that I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, like, it didn't have to be, like, huge where I had to yeah. do all laundry things in the laundry room. Mm -hmm. As long as my washer, my dryer could fit in there, and then I had the little cabinet, or, not cabinet, but counter so I can fold, that's all I needed. So we, it didn't have to be large, but I definitely wanted a laundry room in the house, not in the garage. Yeah. In the house. Yeah, so interior finisher, finishes, no. Yeah. Not really. As long as it had baseboards, we were pretty good. Yeah. Smooth around the edges, not those jack legs. Not those completely rectangle or giant. Yeah, no, we wanted some smoothness. Entertainment space, that was me. Awesome. Organizational features, that, that was, was us. Me. Plenty of oh, yeah. cabinet space. Um, what was the other thing? Small office, me, work from home. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. Providing the opportunity to do that so that we, I can be like a present father. I felt working in the corporate world was fun. It was cool. It was stable. There's some stability there, some consistency there. But then there's a lot of time that you lose because you're spending more time there than you are at home. And I wouldn't be home with the kids. And the kids were asking for me home. To be home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? What you say mm for? My wife? I, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Let's make it sure. All right, cool. Did they tell you something else? They <laughs> never told me that they were asking for you. Oh, okay. Achilles would ask me when you would get home from work. As if he understood time at that point. I would get <laughs> it. But he would ask still uh -huh. every day. Like, he didn't know the answer. But um, he was also at home, so, before he started school. So, well, it was kind of like, what else am I going to do except ask? But, yeah. Let me fix my statement then. The girls expressed it. So, uh, for the men, home location, outdoor space, fitness are the big motivators. That is so true. Movie media room, you know it. 
uh, three car garage, yes. Green technology, solar panels, yes. Because that will remove a utility bill. So is green technology kind of like the low water? I guess the low thing? water, yeah, I guess the okay. low, I, I would consider that because you're not using as much water. Yeah, because I was all about low maintenance. Yeah, everything, all the things. Uh, our thing is, no, our stove, our stove is gas. Yeah, our stove is gas, but everything else is electricity. We have a um, um, we have a Tesla, and so you have to charge that. So solar, 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 solar. We got solar. solar. So that's what I wanted. That's I what we got. More so pushed the backyard space. I pushed, and you accepted. You like you didn't fight me on it, like. Ah, we don't really need because I knew right. at some point and they were going to get a four-legged individual. Oh yes, to be Zeus. added to the family. Zeus is my guy, and he was going to need space to stretch and we, all four of his legs. And we will introduce you to Zeus eventually. You know, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You'll see Zeus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I'm glad we we really did agree and not fight on the lens uh, on the backyard space i'm tall i need space regardless but you wanted you wanted to make sure because you used to live in our acres that you had decent space yeah and good thing we did because now the kids went to swimming pool they went to volleyball they went to football they went to soccer they went to basketball and so <laughs> they just want everything we gotta we gotta design the backyard in the way we we can we can do all those things oh and did i say a pool you already said pool. Okay, yeah. You so. didn't say a trampoline. Oh, that's the other thing, a trampoline. So, you know, we got to, you know, work those. Figure it out. Figure it out, you know, figure it out. The fostery is premium kitchen appliances is what men want more than women. That's not true. That is all her. She's going to be buying some more because we implemented our organizational skills and so now we have even more pantry space it is not that i'm going to buy even more it is that i still <laughs> need one thing right and the utensils to go with it you'll figure something out you'll see a tea maker or something and want to buy that i've already looked up a, a tea kettle like an original one that you put the tea leaves in and you heat it up like that but i do need because I'm the only one who drinks tea. And men focus more on the mechanics and the performance of the home. That is true. Mm -hmm. uh, the capability to do other things within the home because it is a box at the end of the day. Uh, you can change it the way you want. It's just you don't have to spend for it. And so um, chit-chat chit with the neighbor. Figured out that we have accessible storage space in the garage that is technically attached to the, the stairs. stairs. So I was like, yo, we're gonna use that space. So when the time is right and I feel like it and it's cooler, I would be cutting a hole in the garage and putting a door there so we can put a lot of our stuff that is in the garage in that space First so our garage is open because we just wanted a lot of space, cars come in and you can maneuver around there Whenever Zeus gets in trouble, he can go into uh, the garage because he likes going on the backyard and on the mountain hill and having fun up there. So when he's in trouble, yeah, to the garage. Out. It's going to be in the garage. 
And they say overall 92% of all home purchases are led by women. Falsely. <laughs> yes. At least in this household. Yeah. Yes. And even more so, I think timing has a little bit to do with it because you're still dealing with the pandemic and the time in which we were searching and we yeah. were looking. And I was more so generating more time to do things outside of the corporate world and staying up later because of the joy and excitement of this next transition that I looked up. Houses galore. <laughs> then have the nerve to send me an email and be like, "Hey, did oh, you yeah. look at the houses yet, sir?" No. I was excited. I'm at work. We literally, as a family, spent I don't know, maybe five hours as a family looking at the TV screen, looking at houses, looking at the pictures of the houses over taking and over off. and over, taking some off adding some more to there, taking old ones off or the ones I just added on. It was forever. The song uh, that Tiffany uh, sent us, it was, it, was a, it was a lot of houses. It was irritating. I kept repeating the fact that I didn't want to be involved until we were like down to the last five, but they didn't listen. No, I didn't listen. I wanted to make sure that we were all happy and we are. And we are happy to be back and we want to send love to the village. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's just a blessing. We we appreciate the listeners. We appreciate the likes, the follows, the comments, the subscribers, the views, the views. We've been gone for a little minute there, but even still, you guys are looking, you guys are watching, and you guys are subscribing. I mean, it's a small milestone for a lot of people, but it's a big one for us. We we hit a hundred subscribers today as we're recording and we're, we're, we're looking forward to hitting that 1000 and so make sure you hit the subscribe button uh you can catch us on just about all the major podcast platforms we're talking apple we're talking google we're talking spotify uh we're talking audible we're talking amazon you can you can catch us on those things you can you can look us up hot seat podcast and you'll see us on facebook you'll see us on instagram and you just just follow those pages, just like those pages. And if you love what it is, you you want to want to see us continue to elevate and grow, be a part of the village because they do a little bit of this that you see right here, mm -hmm. and and all the and they get all the other content and different avenues uh, that we do, and they'll be getting the house tour, uh, the pre house tour, you know. They'll, they'll get more than one of those videos because as we do something new, we'll be like, yo, look at this. Look what we added. Yeah, and that's, and that's you know, that's a testament to the community coming together to uplift. And we, we want to do the same thing, and that's what we do in our outside of work is try to go out and, and support and uplift others as well. And so, yeah, join, join the Patreon. I uh, just got to search up Qflow Studios. You can go as low as $3 a month. You know, all that, that $3 pledge right there, that goes straight to the kids' college fund. Uh, we say college fund, but it could be business fund, you guys. It, it depends on where they at. They may not need the college. They may need the trade school. We don't know yet. But our eyes are open to whatever it is that they're going to pursue. And they'll have... Within reason. they have a little change to go ahead and, and, and fulfill that that calling that they that they have. 
but yeah, 30 bucks all the way, I mean, $3 all the way up to 30 bucks. Of course, three is kind of our number, so it's, it's going to be incorporated in there. But yeah, you can get all that behind the scenes, exclusive only content as well of, you know, the life of Q-Flip. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining. This is a very, very long episode. We know, we already told you, we wanted to release and uh, yeah, everything. So put it we, all out there. Yeah, put it all out there. But no, moving forward, it, it's going to be about hour or less, unless we have a guest and the, and the conversation gets good. Mm -hmm. See ya.